Good morning, everyone. My name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen uh, from Neotechnology, and here we are again recording another episode for our uh, Graph Database uh, podcast. I'm joined today by Brian Underwood. Welcome, Brian. Ah, thank you. Okay. Uh, great, great to have you on the podcast. Um, so uh, the, the, these series are quite short and snappy, right, Brian? So um, do you mind introducing yourself? You know, what's your what's your background? Yeah. So. Um... My background is mainly as a, a sort of full-stack web developer, um, a lot of Rails, a little Node, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm currently working as a developer evangelist uh, for Neo4j, and um, and I'm also one of the maintainers of the uh, Neo4j.rb project, the the Ruby gems uh, for for Neo4j. Wow, and you do all that while traveling the world, right? <laughs> I do. Yes, I'm currently <laughs> traveling the world with my family. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Brian is currently in Stockholm. I'm in Antwerp, so um, it's, it's great to have you on the podcast. So, what 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 got you into the into the world of graphs, uh, Brian? Do you mind uh, telling a little bit about the history and, and you know how and why you got into it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I uh, a couple years ago was working for Couchsurfing.com, and um, I had one of my colleagues there. Um, sort of had heard about Neo4j and uh, told me about it, and it sounded interesting. So um, while I was there, you know, it's a it's a major social networking site, and so I thought I would play with um, with graph database and see if I could import a little bit of data. Um, I don't think I made too much progress at the time. You know, I was doing other things, and um, and uh, you know, sort of working on the side. But um, you know, I played with it. I really liked it. I liked Cipher. I remember being really excited about the 2.0 beta. And so I was like, I have to, I'm being excited about labels particularly. And so I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. remember it, I had I had to use the beta and not the 1.9. So, um, At your so own risk, like, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was, I, I think there might, I might get a bug or two, but it, it worked quite well. Um, and so, uh, so I did that for a little while and that, that sort of fell to the wayside. And um, Six months later-ish, um, I was sort of looking for an open source project to contribute to or something to spend my time with. And um, so I, I thought about the Neo4j gem, um, which was at the time maintained by uh, Andreas Ronga. And um, so I contacted him and was like, hey, can I help out? And so I've sort of been helping out ever since. Oh, okay, fantastic. I did, I, I, you know, the, it's a very active project, I think, right? The, the Ruby uh, wrapper for Neo4j? Yeah, definitely. We um, we're very very responsive on uh, GitHub and uh, Stack Overflow to people's questions. We really like helping people out because um, we're really excited about the project. Um, and we're actually right now we're sort of trying to um, sort of push for a, a, a new release of, of the gem. And so I've been I've been putting together a list of uh, issues that of things we want to see in there so so what attracted you to Neo4j I mean what made it interesting for you you know what was the you know like the, the key thing that you loved about it yeah so um I have really I don't know if you're familiar with active record in the Ruby world that's not my my forte for sure <laughs> sure sure so um just very briefly active record is a, a wrapper around um uh, uh SQL databases um, so it works with Postgres or MySQL or SQLite, um, and it's you know offers a higher level abstraction on top of those uh, a modeling um, abstraction, and it's very very powerful and very very deep. And it takes took you know I, I spent years sort of getting used to it and getting into it. Um, and so I, I was sort of I considered myself an active record expert, um, and 
very into databases. And so using Neo4j, um, you know, I uh, was like, oh, I really wish there was something like, like, like active record for Neo4j. And, um, but also Neo4j to me, like, it seemed like active record was smoothing away a lot of the um, awkwardness of SQL. Um, whereas with Neo4j, you, you didn't really have to work against the database. It was, it was as far as like modeling and um, data abstraction. Um, so, so that's uh, what really I think attracted me to Neo4j was the, the, the smoothness. And that's also why I sort of wanted to work on the gem is because I think it could, you could not only provide that same sort of abstraction for active record, but do even more that was, that was really exciting. So I'm going to quote you on that one. I don't have to fight, fight the database anymore. That's a, that's a great, the great yeah. quote. Uh, that's a, I like that one. So, think, go ahead. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a great way of putting things. Um, so if you don't mind, you know, where, where, where do you, where do you see the, the Ruby wrapper going and, you know, where do you see graphs going? You know, what, what what's your, what's your uh, vision for the, for the future? If you don't mind uh, talking about yeah. that a bit. Um, so I, you sort of see, Ruby and, and Rails as providing um, a framework where you don't have to, um, where you don't have to sort of do a lot of the busy work that you would normally need to do to get things done. And so I, I see Neo4j as, as sort of being in that same vein where it's like it lets you work at a higher level. You don't have to think about the details as much. Um, and so that you can get even, um, you can get things done faster, but you can also get things done that you might not have considered before that, that might've been really difficult before. Um, you know, just like, you know, rather than just doing web applications where you just like update this object and, you know, create this new object and whatever it's like, let's, let's have like a complex data structure that we're, that we're working on that, um, that, you know, makes a really cool web application that, that you could do some things that you couldn't do before. And is that, is that, is that going to be more, more possible in the future? You think, I mean, is that the type of, type of revolution that you see coming coming in the, in, in, the, in the future? I think so, yeah. I think we, uh, certainly on the gem, I think we're, I, I'm, I, have, I have my mind vaguely on this, uh, even though we're not quite there yet, but I, I definitely want to like make it really easy to um, uh, load a, a complex structure of, of, of data with sort of one go to to make that something easy, you know, to create an, an API endpoint or a, a web page generated from that data um, a lot easier than before. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I mean, it would be great, great to uh, to uh, keep uh, keep following that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're going to keep it at that, if that's okay for you, Brian, uh, unless there's anything else that you want to sort of communicate to the rest of the world. I don't think so. That, that was great. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, I'll put the links to the to the GitHub repo and everything on the, on the blog post that uh, goes with this. Thank you, Brian. Great. Thank you. Thank you.